revamping and redefining the way we look at our careers. This is Career Revamp, where we discuss all things careers and how to have the career you always dreamed of. Helping you go from settling to soaring and planning your career on your own terms. Now, here's the host of the show, Alicia Perkins. So today we are going, going to be talking about five uncommon strategies to level up your leadership presence, right? And so I'm going to assume that if you are on this live stream, that means that you are already in a leadership um, role or you are wanting to advance into one. So if you guys don't mind sharing, let me know if you guys are already in a lead role or if you're wanting to advance into one. So um, let me know, let me know, let me know. Hey, y'all. Good morning. Come on in. Good morning. Hey, D. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Okay. So, yeah. So, go ahead and let me know in the comments, like, what um what level of leadership are you guys at right now? Because you guys know that I definitely do like to make sure that the information is for the people that's on the live stream. Um, And if you are catching the replay, go ahead and um steal those who hop on after the live stream is over. For anybody who does not know me, my name is Alicia Perkins and I empower um, high performing leaders to elevate their earnings and to pretty much just level up. Okay. So I'm very excited about this live stream. Me being able to help people in those lead positions is like one of the most uh, things I enjoy the most, right? Because I know that when you are in a lead role, it's a lot that comes with it. And unfortunately, people are not always trained and they don't always get the support, right? Sometimes you can find yourself being moved into a lead position. And so the skills are there to do the job, but the skills are not there to actually lead a team. And so outside of me being able to coach um, the clients that I work with, I also work with, sorry, y'all, one second, I also work with organizations as well. And what I do is I go in there and I work with their team and I help them to really get those solid leadership um, skills that, that, that they need to exceed. And I think that is a lot of times a gap. You know, I'm pretty sure everybody has worked for a bad boss, right? And it's not all the time that they're so bad, just that they don't have the skills that they need, okay? And so I see people that are wanting to advance into one. Okay, good. Okay, good, good, good. Okay, good. All right. So when, first of all, let me say this, right? When I'm talking about you being, um, being able to even advance, um, in just your overall, right? Being in that lead role, what I'm talking about is you being able to improve your skills, right? You being able to effectively lead. Now, I will say this, um, being in a lead role does not necessarily mean that you will have to lead a team all the time, right? Because I know a lot of people are scared to get <laughs> into those lead roles. They're like, oh, I, I don't want to have to deal with a team, and that's not always the case, right? Sometimes you may just have to lead an actual department. It's not always mean that you have to lead a team. So um, let me just go ahead and free you guys from that. Y'all, one second. I got a piece of hair that just will not leave me alone. Okay. Oh, and just FYI, guys, I'm letting you know that if you cannot stay for the full um, stream, that you can catch the replay on my channel on YouTube. But I am Alicia Perkins. So even if you have a question that you want me to ask, but you got to leave, please go ahead and drop that question. And you can always go back and see it on the stream. Okay. All right. So let me go ahead and you know, let me get my notes because you guys know I always come prepared 
for you guys. I don't want you guys to waste your time showing up for my live stream. So I, I will say this. I want to first address what people think being a true leader is, right? And, and I, I say what they think, and that's because, you know, a lot of times it's not what people think. And that's why I wanted to really be able to call this live stream the five uncommon strategies for you to even be able to even advance in that space. Because people tend to, to think that what it means to lead well is for one, mean to meaning like I got to do everything, right? Meaning that if they don't have me, things will fail. So a lot of times people in lead roles will tend to burn out really, really fast. They tend to think that they more the more that they do, do, do makes them more valuable. And that's not the case at all. Um, especially if you are having to, you are having to lead people on your team, it's more about you not being able to do, but it's more about you being able to teach, you being able to instruct you being able to know how to deal with different personalities, right? And so um, people just tend to forget that when you're moving into elite role, the less it becomes about you, right? So if you are somebody that you are really self-consumed, you only really, <laughs> you're, you, you only really care about your success, I would advise you to kind of either start thinking about what are the skills that I need to gain or start thinking about a different path, right? And if any of you guys, you um, any of you guys know that I have a podcast that comes on every Thursday that is called um, Career Revamp. And so I actually have an episode I did maybe about, maybe about two months ago or so. And so um, it was um, how to know if you are ready to be a good leader. So I know a lot of people on here said that they are, are, are in the path of moving into a lead role. Go ahead and check out that podcast, right? Because um, I share with you some signs. Well, it can help you to even be able to identify if you are ready to pursue a leadership role. Because just because you know, you may have found a particular class, of course, online, which I think that is great. Um, but that it just takes a lot more than that. So go ahead and check that out. Hey, y'all, good morning. Come on in. Um, and so what was I talking about? I was talking about what people think that being in a lead role means. Another thing is, is that, you know, a lot of people tend to think, again, when they are called into a lead role, that means that they have to take all of the control. Right. And that's actually the worst thing that you can possibly do is thinking that you are the boss and you may have the authority in a sense, but you've got to start thinking about what am I the boss over? Right. If you start thinking I'm the boss over people, you've missed the mark. Right. If you start thinking about I hold all the authority over the people on my team, you've missed the mark. Right. But when you're talking about being in a lead role, you were talking about being able to take to really own whatever that particular goal is. Right. And you and you need to be able to own what is the outcome that you guys bring forth. Right. So when you're able to be more focused on having more control over the results that come forth, other than the people on your team, that right there will automatically make you a better leader. Because I know, y'all know, we've worked with some bosses in the past. I myself have held lead roles as well, and right? And so, like I said, this is, this is you know, you guys have a soft spot in my heart 
because you're not only having to lead yourself, you're also having to lead the people on your team, right? Um, another thing is that people think that in order to lead well, I have to be very smart. Mm -mm. Now, there, there needs to be a skill set there, right? But being an elite role means that I, I'm able to find the strengths on my team and I am able to use those. Right. So it's not about you having to know everything. It's about you knowing how to use the people on your team to bring forth the results that you desire to bring forth. So, again, if you one that you are just very cocky and y'all know if it's the first time you guys are on my live stream, you guys know that I do give tough love. OK, but that's only because I really care about you and I want to see you succeed. Right. And so sometimes we have to kind of care a little bit about ourselves. Right. So we're able to know what areas that we need to grow in, right? So again, like I was saying, if it always has to be all about you all the time, you will not be a good leader. Now, it does not mean that you cannot change these things, but you first have to be able to identify what needs to be changed, okay? And, and this next point goes back to that first point that I made when I was talking about um, in order to lead well, you know, you got to be able to take care of yourself, right? You, you being... Um, good in that in that space does not mean that you just don't don't care about you because i have worked with some clients in the past where they did not care about themselves it was all about their team right and so they don't realize that you know that does not make you good right that does not make you effective when you are so burnt out that you could could care less about yourself right because i tell people you can't bring somebody where you have not gone. You cannot bring somebody where you have not been, right? So if you are trying to encourage the people on your team and you are trying to establish structure and you are trying to, um, you're really trying to, to, to mold them into something that is good and great. How are you able to do that in a way, right? If you have not done that for yourself. And so, you know, I want to be able to really transform the way you guys think about being in, in a lead position. And I want to be able to show you the more that you lead yourself, the better that you lead yourself, the better you can lead other people. Right. Because you have to know that when you are in a lead position, you are you are called to a higher standard. When I say a higher standard is people do expect more out of you. Now, what that more is. OK, I do think that the more can be wrong depending on where you work. But people do, for one, they do expect you to be able to manage your emotions better. OK, meaning um, you don't let every little bitty thing get you so high strung or or not allowing every little bitty thing to get your mind off of the goal off of the um the the actual um what i'm trying to say yeah goal i guess you can say <laughs> but it's more about you being able in the midst of all that in the midst of you being able to deal with, with so many different personalities so many different stress points so many things that has gone wrong are you able to maintain the actual vision that has been set on your team. Another question is, what is the vision that has been set? Right? I've worked on teams before and I've had people over me. There was no vision. We was literally going off the seat of our pants. Right? And so again, you have to be able to look at, does the results that I want, 
right? For one, does this align with the vision that has been set? And when I say vision, don't overthink this. Don't think it has to be something extra deep, right? Uh, for example, a vision that you could have set on your team is that, hey, guys, we treat everybody on this team with respect. We hear we hear everybody out on this team. There are no there are no stupid ideas on this team, right? That is a vision that, that you can set for your team, right? And I, I think that that vision needs to be set before anything else is set. Because this is what happens that people don't mind having to set tasks and, you know, you all you got all kind of um, plans that have to be done. But the actual true vision of the team, right, the actual heart of the team, that hasn't even been addressed. And you wonder why you get these subpar results because their heart is not in it because you have not told them what their heart needs to be. This is helping anybody. So if you want to be able to get quality results out of the people on your team, what have you told them? Like, like what should their mind be on? Not only on the task that's set, right? But you need to be able to show them, hey, when when you are on the team with me, right? Or when we are in the same space, I'm not just concerned about what you bring forth, right? I'm concerned about you. And that is what makes you to be able to lead people well. Okay, now I'm going to stop because I'm going in a different direction. So um, I want to be able to talk about one, I want to give you five uncommon strategies to, to really um, improve your leadership presence. Because again, in order to be an effective leader, people have to be able to see you as a leader, right? For one, leaders do not come with complaints. They come with solutions. I'm going to say it again. Leaders do not come with complaints. They come with solutions. And so the first uncommon strategy for you guys to improve right, is, is you need to improve your communication, improve how you communicate. And um, and this is what is going to separate you from being a, a, a doer, right, which is what which is those roles that you're you are usually in before you advance into those lead positions and um, and move right into an actual visionary into an actual strategizer, right? This is what leads you from this point to this point is when you cannot just bring forth a result, but now you are able to create an actual vision. Now, when I talk about this vision, this is on, I guess you could use this for the people on your team, but it can also be used in how are you going to help them reach company goals, right? And so, this this takes a mind switch. This, this does not just happen just because you are now in an actual leadership position. This takes a mind shift in you, right? This takes you being able to know, okay, wait a minute. It's not just about how well I, I, I can do something, right? But now it's about how am I able to impart the vision that I have or even my skills, right? How can I now share this with the people around me, right? And that's why the people, if you are wanting to advance into more um, lead roles, you need to get out of this. I'm just coming to work, you know, leave me alone. <laughs> you really have to get out of that. Don't talk to me. Now, I'm pretty sure you guys are not saying this out loud. I hope you're not, but I'm, I'm pretty sure you're not. But you got to get out of this don't talk to me. I don't want to deal with y'all out of this whole isolation um, world that that you live in at work. 
right? Because if you are in this shutdown phase now, do you think that that's going to change automatically when you get into a lead role? Absolutely not, right? So if you are wanting to advance, work on those skills now. So I'm going to ask this question. If you guys have a problem with being more like, um, what's the word, more conversational at work, or you're like, Alicia, I know that I do need to be a lot more, um, a lot more engaging at work, but I don't know how to do it. Or if you have that problem, which drop a because I want to see if I need to work a little bit more on this, because if you guys like, I'm good, girl, I'm going on to the next strategy. <laughs> but, and I know this because I, I, with a lot of people, y'all, they tend to struggle with this, right? They, like, I know that I need to step outside of my box, but sometimes I get a little shy, right? Or sometimes I have been through things at work that didn't always feel good, right? And so, but you have to know that in order to be in a lead position, they have to see you as that. And when you are called into a lead position, you are called to what? Lead the pack. Not just blend in and not just do what everybody else does. You're not just standing at work gossiping like everybody else does, right? But now you need to be in a position to where you are really able to separate yourself. Not because you think that I'm just so ooh and ah. No, being able to bring up your brand, which is this something else I want to talk about, and be, being able to show them, hey, right? I am able to actually carry the goals that you guys have here, but they can't see that if you don't allow yourself to actually be seen. Now, um, which that goes into my next strategy, which means to increase your visibility. This is going to be crucial, guys. I know you like to be hidden. I know you feel safe, right? Um, and sometimes you can hide behind your results. Right. Like, Alicia, what's the problem? I'm doing my job. I'm doing it well. What else do they want from me? Right. But being a good leader means not only are you able to check off the tasks that are there, but that also means that you can also see what else is needed. Right. And so when you're wanting to really take charge of that, it's going to take you getting out of your comfort zone. Y'all, the career that you want is on the other side of your comfort zone. The career that you desire to have, the money that you desire to have, the impact that you desire to have with your skills is on the other side of your comfort zone, right? And so this is not about you being perfect, right? But this is about you being able to let yourself grow. And this is about you being able to expand what you think you can be, right? Because I promise you what you think you can be and what you actually can be are two separate things. Because sometimes even when we set goals in our life, guys, we tend to set goals based upon what we can see. Like you guys know the Lord, I love the Lord. I'm, I'm always talking about the Lord. And one time I was talking with God and I was laying all of my goals out. Right. And I was like, I don't want to do this. And I'm thinking, this is these, this is some, these are some great goals. Right. And God said to me so clearly, He said, You only believe me and you only ask me for the things that you can see. But His word says that faith is the evidence of things not seen. Right. And so I started to think about, man, like, why do I play it small with my goals? 
right? Why do I think so small, right? And so when God began to like, to really, really speak that to me, it really like, I was like, oh, you right. Like, like I do. And what was happening was I, I would, one, I based my goals and my dreams based off, off of, I guess, the skills that I have now, right? And I did not base them upon where I believe God could actually bring me to. And so even a lot of times with the goals that you set, ask yourself, am I playing it small, even with my goals, right? When you think about what that next phase is for you, right? Think about, am, like, is my goals based upon just how I am now? Or do I need to set bigger goals and become the person that I need to be in order to reach those goals, right? So I don't want you guys to always keep thinking that the career that you desire is so far away because it's not. It's absolutely not. The career that you want is in the things that you don't want to do. The career that you want is in the person that you don't want to become, but you need to become because not only is it going to help your career, it's going to help your life. It's going to help how you deal with your spouse. It's going to help how you deal with your kids. It's going to help, help, help how you deal with your, it's going to help everything, right? So when you're talking about getting ready to advance and into that next phase in your career, think about, I'm not just thinking about how, like, how is it that I should be at work? I need to think about how is it that I should be, period. Because it's time for growth. It's time to grow. If you've been feeling that, 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 man, I just need to do something else, right? Majority of the time it's telling you it's time to grow, friend. It's time to grow, right? So if you're like, Alicia, where, where, where I have been is good. But I'm ready for greater. I'm ready to get to that, to that point in my career where I can operate in full confidence, where I can make the money that I want to make. So I'm able to live the life that I desire, where, where I'm able to show up and be the leader that I know that I can be. But the first thing you have to ask yourself is what is my goals being set on, right? What is it that I base my goals on? And so I want you to not think so small. Don't think so small, right? Because think about it. You guys have, I know you guys have worked or you are working with people in leadership positions that could care less about people, that could care less about making an impact with their skills, that you got more experience. You like, I know I got more experience, but not only do you have more experience than them, you have a heart to make a greater impact. You care about people, Right. And so when you keep doubting yourself, right, all I tell people, when you doubt yourself and that doubt a lot and that doubt stops you, I tell people you are selfish because you're only thinking about yourself and you're not thinking about the people that you can make a, an actual, like the people's lives that you can change, right? They, there are probably people right now that are like, man, I wish I had a good manager. I wish I had somebody who just really cared about me. I wish I had somebody who could just, just, just take me and just nurture me. And, and the person is you, but you won't apply for the job. <laughs> the leader they're looking for is you, but you keep telling yourself, I just don't think I have enough. And people are waiting to be led by you, right? People are needing to be led by you, but you are so stuck in your head. You keep overthinking stuff. You keep, 
you talk yourself out of every opportunity. You lean on what could go wrong more than you lean on what could go right. And there are people that are needing to be developed by you. There are people that, that need your expertise, but you keep thinking about yourself, right? You keep thinking, I don't have enough, but you got more than enough, right? And so again, being, being able to be a good leader is taking the focus off of you, right? When I, when I say that, I'm not saying don't be concerned about you because you should, but what I'm talking about is saying, man, putting the focus on the impact you want to make other than the fear. Okay. All right. So I need you guys to think about being able to increase your visibility. Now, if you guys don't already know, I'm going to flash something on the screen for you right here. April the um, 11th or the 13th, I'm going to be teaching you guys how to build a brand. Okay. Which is going to be my uncommon strategy. Um, I think it's number three, right? You guys need to be able to build a brand, right? Build an actual presence, right? And start to establish yourself as a leader in the workplace. And so this workshop is going to be um, April 11th through the 13th. Um, you can go to the bestyou.me and register for that. So this is something that you need help with. And I, I'm, I'm very intrigued, guys, on, and let me say this, I, I'm very intrigued how in 2023, right? And this this does lead me into, into my next point. Um, you being able to to have a brand is I'm, I'm very intrigued how people do not see the necessity of a personal brand. I'm, I'm talking about in the job market that we are in right now, right? It is competitive, <laughs> right? And so if you keep thinking I can only lean on my skills and I'm good, right? It's going to be really hard for you, not just. Let me tell you, sis, not not just in, you know, you trying to look for a new job. I'm talking about in your current workplace, right, where there are people being laid off. Now, I'm not saying that if you are laid off from your job, then there's something wrong with you. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is putting as many tools as you can <laughs> in your bag, right, to sustain your success. And part of you being able to build a brand right? Is you being able for one to be able to know what is it that separates you from everybody else in your field? What is your secret sauce? And two, a brain is going to be able to help you to attract the right opportunities. A lot of you guys are like, man, I'm trying to advance in my career, but I'm not getting the opportunities. Like, no, I don't want that. What does your brain attract? You guys know I talk about all the time about the Walmart and the actual Target brand. I talk about all the time about the brand at McDonald's and the brand at Chick-fil-A. You know, you know, when you go to McDonald's, you be like, okay, yeah, just give me like the number three. Okay. Like you just know your fries about to be cold, you know, but you like, I'm hungry, and this is like the the only spot right here, right? So you like, so so you're in McDonald's. and I don't know, I don't know about y'all, but I never go to McDonald's, right? And be like, oh, it's about to be so good. I'm just like, okay, I just, I just need to eat. Okay. <laughs> and all right. And I, I know that McDonald's is not the healthiest, so don't come for me. Okay. Like, again, this is one of those, I'm just in the area. I'm really hungry right now. So you just kind of just grab me. Okay. All right. But Chick-fil-A, when you drive a Chick-fil-A, you're like, okay, first of all, you feel like y'all treat me better than my own family do. Right. Because they're always so nice. Right. And when you go, when you go, it's like when I go to Chick-fil-A, I don't even expect anything wrong 
with my order because it's always right. And if it ever is a problem with my order, I know that it is going to be handled in the right way, right? Why? Two different brands. They both sell burgers, right? And this is the thing for all of you people out there who think that you don't have enough experience. Chick-fil-A only sells chicken breasts and they are successful. I'm going to say it again. Chick-fil-A only serves chicken breasts. Not just chicken. They serve only chicken breasts. And I've heard it so many times as people will. And I, 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 know, I know my audience is from all over the world, right? So if you never heard, heard of this, but for if you know, you know, it is like almost like, like, like heaven's meat, right? And I say this because you keep thinking that I got to have a lot in order to be successful. Chick-fil-A out here only selling uh, one kind of meat. They only sell white meat and they out here successful and they close on Sundays. Right. So it's the same way in your brand. You keep thinking the only way that I can be successful is if I have more and more and more and more. And if I overwork myself and if I baby, they are here selling chicken breasts and they, and they close on Sundays. Sometimes less is more. Sometimes there are people out there. Your skill set is so versatile and you've been able to gain so much experience your experience is, is you have a very in-depth experience, which is not a good thing. But when you have a personal brand, now you know what skills do I need to lead with, right? Though I have all of these skills back here, what are those core skills that I need to lean on? What are those skills that are, are in high demand right now? And this is why a lot of you guys struggle when you want to change careers. Like, I don't know what I want to do because you got so much skills, right? But having a personal brand, it really helps people to know what to identify you with. If this is helpful, please let me know, right? So it really helps people to be able to identify you by something. But if you just want to keep throwing degree and degree and class on class, and you don't want to get clear on what is the value that I bring in the job market? What is the value that I bring to my team? What is the, um, the value that I bring to my company? That is what that brand is. And if you're wanting to go from making 60K a year or 80K a year, and you're now ready to move into six figures. You're now um, ready to move into more director roles. You're, you're ready to move into more C-suite positions. That's going to take a brand switch. That is going to take you shifting your brand, like shifting what do you want to be known for? Right. And so I want you guys to really, if you can, attend that workshop. You can go to the, the best you.me. It's three days with me. So you have two different ways. You're able to sign up with just the actual general pass, but then there's another pass where you get in a third day with me. This is called strategy day. Now, if you guys think that these live streams are good, wait till you get into one of my workshops. Okay. <laughs> so that third, um, that third day with me, we strategize, meaning I'm talking with you, right? We are able to come up with a custom plan for you to be able to elevate a brand that is going to, to, to be able to attract the money and the income that you want. Okay. All right. Whew. All right. So we've already talked about two strategies is to um, improve your communication. The second one is you being able to increase your visibility which means about you being able to build a brand, which kind of goes back into what I was saying at the at the very start of this, guys. Stop being hidden at work. 
don't don't hide behind your work. Don't be afraid to talk about the accomplishments that you do there. Don't don't be afraid to remind them of the impact that you make because a lot of times, especially depending on the size, right? They may know the work is getting done, but they may not know that it's being done by you, right? So don't be afraid to talk about the impact that is being made. Show up, right? It does not mean that you're trying to brag on yourself. What it means is that I need you to know the value that I bring here, right? So don't hide behind your work. Show up. Okay, so four, okay? Leverage your unique strengths. Sometimes as leaders, you tend to look too much on your weaknesses. Remember what I said, being a leader is not about being perfect. It's about you being able to solve the problems. And sometimes you may not be able to solve the problems, but there there could be somebody on your team that is stronger in an area than you are. And guess what? That's, that does not make you less of a leader, right? But a leader... The goal of the leader is not to get the shine, but it's to make sure that the result comes forth, right? And so sometimes there are people on your team that will be stronger than you in an area, right? So you can't spend too much time trying to focus on the areas that you are weak, though they may need to be addressed, but spending all this time thinking about everything that you cannot do, you can't do that, right? But it's about you being able to really identify the strengths of the people around you and lean on that right? I tell people, lead with your strengths, right? Know your weak areas, right? Know them, right? And there's nothing wrong with you working on them, but lead with your strengths. And so this is going to help you to be able to just delegate. Y'all, I am, well, now I'm going to say I am. Mm-mm, not no more. I used to be the biggest control free friend. Couldn't let it go. And when I was working, but I had my full-time business now uh, with my husband, I'm like, I said, but, and it's like, you, you wonder why you're stressed out. You wonder why you losing your mind, right? Because you got to have the control of everything. And And this could be for multiple reasons, right? If you're one that you struggle to let go of the control, it could be for one, it's because that you do feel that if I'm not the one that actually brings forth the result, I'm not valuable, right? And so you um, not wanting to let go of control or even being able to lean on the strengths of the people around you, not just at work, but on your husband, um, being able to lean on the strength of your wife or your friends, but you have created this whole I got to be the one who do everything. Friend, this, mm-mm. no, we are wanting to build careers that, that are fulfilling. We are wanting to have lives that we are fulfilled and happy with. Not this, oh, I got to be the one to save everybody. I have to be the one to do everything. And now I'm left with nothing but just tired. I'm left with nothing but just sleepy. I'm left with nothing but just exhausted. No. No, my friend, you 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 deserve so much more than that. But it's going to take you to be able to free yourself from always feeling like you got to have the control, right? Being able to understand that, hey, if the ball drops, it's okay. Not saying the ball drops all the time, but if the ball drops every now and then, right? Because things will happen in your career and I need you to prepare yourself for that. There, there may be seasons where you, you just not own, right? When I say on, meaning like, man, I'm really not what's wrong with me? I'm not, you know, especially when you start a new job and you have to do like new tasks and stuff like that. 
you may not find yourself starting off as strong as you usually do. For one, give yourself grace to learn something, right? Um, but there are seasons where you might not just be on, right? And I, and I need you to know that it does not mean anything. It does not take anything from you. It does not take anything from the value that you bring or even your self-worth. So once you start to just separate that and start saying, hold on, you know what I mean? Like, let me identify what I need, right? And a lot of you guys need to just let the control go. If, if a mistake happens, it doesn't mean that you are any less than. So I hope that freed you guys some morning, um, this morning. And just start knowing that, for one, you can ask for help, right? There's nothing wrong with being able to admit, I don't, I don't know this thing, right? And so, um, this, but this comes with you being able to know how to effectively use the people around you. Use the people around you. I'm, I'm talking about anything. On your job or at home, like me, I, I, I have not been for a child and I don't know how long. There is a service I use called Shipped that brings my groceries to my house because I need help. I need help. I, I can't always run a full-time business. I'm involved in church. I, I'm, I got a child at homeschool. I, I can't do it all, right? So what we're going to do is this service <laughs> is going to bring these groceries, right? It's just small things being able to create a life that you can just balance and a life that makes you feel good. When I say feel good, meaning that you're, you're not stressed all the time. I'm going to say this. I'm going to move on. If you have a life of just stress all the time, friend, there's, that's, it's not good. There's definitely a, un, you're not balanced in something. And a lot of times it's not something that necessarily has to be removed or shut down. You got to change the way that you think about yourself. And a lot of times you can be overloaded. You can be stressed out. It's because you have taught yourself that you don't deserve, right? A life to where you can get support, not you always being that support. Okay. And strategy number five, guys, is you being able to know yourself. This, this, this is, this is a, uncom a, a uncommon strategy to be able to elevate your leadership, right? Know yourself, y'all. Know you. Know what those triggers are. Do you know that? And when I say that, I'm asking, like, do you know what are those things that that necessarily, I hate to say set you off, because I really don't think that you should be going off. But I'm just going to use that because I don't know what other words to use. But do you know those things at work that may cause an emotional response from you? Right. And this kind of goes back to the last one I just said, being able to take time to even be able to know yourself. Right. Being able to take time to assess what are those strengths, being able to, to uh, take time to assess what are the areas that you are weak in. That's key. Because, again, if you're so used to just pouring in everybody else. If you're so used to just getting these tasks done, you're not going to know those areas. And then you wonder why things just, bam, it seemed like, wow, that came out of nowhere. Where did that response come from? It's been there, right? That little trigger has been there, but you just don't want to, you haven't had time to sit down and identify it. Right. So I want you guys to start thinking about even in even in yourself, even how you lead. Right. What are those those areas in me 
that could possibly stop me from seeing the success that I want. You guys know that I'm huge on self-awareness, even when I coach my clients. Yes, I am a career coach. I guess you can say that. I really don't like that word, but I am. But a lot of how I coach my clients is based on self-awareness and self-development. Because I can throw all these career strategies. I can help you find a job. I can help you do all that. But if you don't grow you, if you don't start to identify those blind spots in your just in, in your career, in the way that you respond, you're not going to see the success that you want to see. Right. But once you start to identify, wait a minute, this is holding me back. This is why I respond the way that I respond is going to be able to help you to to be able to really show up the way that you need to be showing up. And also it's going to be able to help you to, to be able to help the people on your team that had the same problem that you had. Now, ain't that something like that's growth when you can notice and realize like, you know, when you can see somebody on your team that reminds you of your old self, you'd be like, oh, come here. Let me help you. Right. Because now, you know, this was me a year ago. This was me four years ago. And now you can lead with compassion. Right. Which makes you a good leader. Now you can lead with empathy. And now it's not like, oh, she get on my nerves. She all got something to say. But y'all just alike. And a lot of times the people that you tend to have the most problems with is the ones that act just like you. But that's another live stream. <laughs> but once you can grow and you you can get to a place where you like, I used to be like that. Right. Now you can really be able to make a change with the people on your team, even the, even the people that you work with. Right. Now you can effectively lead. Because I can bring you to where I am now. But not only that, I know where to go to to get you because I used to be there. Right. I used to have a bad attitude. I used to take everything personal. It was hard to hear feedback. You could say I used to be there. So now I know how to coach you and lead you and not just shut you down and not just think that you just so, oh, she always got something to say. Yeah, she always has something to say because it could be hurt there. It could be because she feels like she's not heard. Like, you don't remember how you was or are you still that way? Oh, I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> remember what I said earlier? You can't bring nobody where you haven't been. You can't expect the people on your team to believe in you when you don't even believe in yourself. Right? You can't expect the people around you to be able to see you as a leader when you don't even see yourself as a leader. You cannot bring anybody where you have not been. So now you got to examine yourself and say, what do I have to, to do to get to the place that I need to be because I want to bring more people over here, right? And so again, I you guys remember when I told you this, right? I told you being a leader is not about just you anymore, right? Because what you can do, if you do not get the skills that you need, that's why I coach my clients on all the time. Like I, I coach my clients on leadership and career advancement, right? If you do not get to the place where you need to be and get the skills that you need, you will breed more people like you, right? And I say like you, I'm meaning, I'm meaning in that, um, in that unfair, 
finished state, right? Now, if you get the skills that you need, you can breed more people like you, right? So truly ask yourself, right? Would I want to work under somebody just like me? Could I trust to be led by somebody that was just like me? And be honest, right? Your growth is in you being honest with yourself. I got to be honest with myself. I was like, Alicia, you need to stop doing that. Like now, <laughs> I have a team. I, I, I had to hire people to help me. And I'm always, always examining my leadership skills. Okay, Alicia, everybody don't think like you, right? Everybody does not respond like you respond, right? Lead with compassion, lead with empathy. Now, it does not mean just to be some old pushover, right? Because when there are times where, where, you know, the rules, they have to be stated. But at the end of the day, right, would I want to be led by somebody who's just like me? And ask yourself that. And so if you if you're if you can't actually if you be like, girl, I don't know, because I know sometimes I be tripping. And you're like, sometimes I do I do get a little emotional. Um, there are there are some times where I do shut down. Okay, right? Be honest. Be like, be like, you know what? I can't say that right now, but I will. Right. When you can say, you know what, there, there are some things in me and some areas in me that I just, I just really do not like about myself, but I'm going to get those things right. Right. And this is the shift that takes, and, and this is the shift that has to happen when you, when you want to be a leader, not just a leader of, of, of Amazon in the example. Right. But no, I want to be a leader of goodness. I want to be one that leads with integrity. I want to be one that leads with compassion, right? And so when you start to have these mindsets and you can really start to identify those blind spots and really start to think about what are ways that I'm, I, I can just elevate my leadership, that's where the money is. That's where the impact is, right? It's in those blind spots that you need to get right. Right. So was this helpful? I, I, I do want to go over those five uncommon strategies again. One was for you guys to improve um, your to improve. No, no, no. I was talking about the importance of effective communication. Oh, I do have one more. Hold on, guys. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. This is my last one. Focus on results and not just tests. I can I miss that. Um, a lot of times people tend to get bogged down into the details, which can be a good thing, which I've, I've talked about that on my a few past live streams. So I don't want you to be like, why not she just said no. In this area, being able to elevate how you are perceived as an elite role, um, you've got to be able to focus on um, focus on the results, meaning don't get bogged down in those tiny, tiny details. Kind of like what I said earlier, the shift has to happen. The shift has to happen to where you're not just a doer, right? But now you are focused on the outcomes and the goals, right? And you're able to forecast, but you can't forecast something, right? Um, if you're bogged down in all these small little things that don't matter. Now, it doesn't mean that it does not matter in overall picture, but to you, it doesn't. Goes back to you knowing how to just delegate those things, right? So I want you guys to start asking yourself, do you even understand the actual company goals, right? What makes you a good leader 
is not being able to just identify what they need right now. What will you need in six months? What will you need in a year? And the further you can see, the further you can set um, set a, a vision, the further you're able to forecast, that's where the money is, right? The money is not in the problems that you can solve right now. The money is how you can solve the problems that are coming and how to solve the problems that they don't even know that's coming. And that takes you mastering your expertise, but you cannot master your expertise if you're all over the place. If you don't know what your expertise is, if you don't know the value that you bring, if you do not know the impact that you can make, you will never get there, right? But you got to start. And again, I'm talking about people that's getting into leadership roles or, are, or they are already currently there, right? If you're somebody that you, my lip, I'm sorry. <laughs> if if you're somebody that you're not that advanced, that that's okay. Keep going, right? But I'm talking about the people that you are already there. You're going to have to be able to forecast, right? But that's going to take you getting out of your head. That's going to take you not focusing on your weaknesses, but that's going to take you mastering your craft. Now, let me ask this question. Does everybody know what their expertise is? When I say expertise, I don't, don't necessarily mean what feel that you do well. Like what, what is your secret sauce? Is it strategic planning? All right. Um, is it, hold on. Oh, y'all been blowing these comments up. I'm sorry, friends. I haven't seen none of these comments. I'm sorry about that. So um, I want you to drop below. Do you know what is the impact that you make with your skills? I'm so glad you guys are enjoying this live. So glad to hear that. Um, oh, good. So somebody said, this is so helpful. I am clear on my brand. See, secret sauce was the word for me. Yeah, it's like I was saying, what is that secret sauce? Right. Um, improving process is good. Now, um, now uh off this one. I, okay, okay. Um, now Lizette, when you say improving processes, right? I want you to like dig a little more into that. I want you to think about what 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 are the actual outcomes that happens when I improve them, right? And I want you to think about who who is it that I do that best for. Mm -hmm. And then I want you to start thinking about, can you even quantify that, right? You just get, so it's like, once you get to uh, identify what that is, I want you just to keep digging deeper and deeper because the more clear you are on your value prop, that's where the money is, right? And people are like, oh, yeah, money isn't everything, but it can fix a lot of the problems that people have. Not all of them, trust me, I know that, right? But I don't want you guys to think that I can't operate in something that I enjoy and be paid well for it. Yes, you can, and you should be expecting to, right? So I I, I, I want you to really dig a little bit more into that. Um, somebody said, motivate people well. Okay, now we're talking about now, what like the impact and the secret sauce is like two different things and i see somebody else said compassion now those are good but what i'm talking about is in the job market like like what is that core skill and i say that because 
um, you you need to start thinking about like let me set my iPad down. Um, you gotta start to think about um, you know you for one those words are like soft skills, which soft skills are great to have. They are great to have, right? And I I really believe that the more that you move up, the more important they are, right? But what are those skills that you want to lead with? Because when you are wanting to find a job or even advance in the current one that you're in, right, though having those soft skills are great, you've got to lead with an expertise, right? So think about project planning. You can think about cutting revenue costs. Think about those kind of skills, right? Somebody said strengthening brand loyalty. Oh, I like that. I like that. Okay. Now I want to help you to dig a little bit more into that, right? So again, it's, it's kind of like what I said before. What is the result of that? And think about um, when it comes to that outcome of that result, is there anything that you do to bring forth that result that most people don't do or most people don't think about, right? Um, again, because that is your secret sauce. I cause this outcome to happen because I do this really well, right? Because when you're, when, like, even when you're wanting to apply for a job, right? You guys know that there are sometimes 300 people applying to, I looked at one uh, post the other day, it was 697 applicants, right? But one position, one. So how, how important do you guys think it is for you to get clear on this is what makes me different from everybody else? Because everybody is going into the interview. Y'all was in HR. I've hired for thousands of positions for over 10 years. I'm telling you, everybody's going into the interview process saying basic answers, right? They're just reading off that, that job ad or whatever, right? But when you show up, and you can say, this, this is what I can do for you. And this is how, how not only how it's been done, right? That changes the game. So even with that, um, I think it's uh, a Nino. If I'm saying that wrong, I'm so sorry. Um, when you're talking about being able to do that, I want you to think about, think about, um, for one, and this is for everybody. Who do you do it best for? Right? And... Again, guys, the more that you advance in your career, and I'm not telling you to box yourself in. I'm not telling you that at all. Always be open. But I want you to, guys to start getting clear. What are the industries that you are best serving in, right? Start thinking about that because this goes back to you mastering your expertise. The problems with brands in the actual technology space is not going to be the same in in healthcare. You're talking two different languages, right? So not saying that you got to make a choice today or whatever, but even, excuse me, even if you are in your field, think about hmm, like, like the space that I'm in now, can I see myself in this space or should I start to just research what is happening with other brands, right? So start to explore your mind because in order for you guys to master your expertise, you got to start zoning in on something. Not saying box yourself in, right? But when you can say, I can strengthen brand, right? For healthcare by X, like when you can get specific on it, just, okay, this is just an example. If you go to the doctor's office and they say you have, you have, um, cancer, right? Just an example. It's extreme. This is just an example. Would 
and, and they say you have it in your left eye, okay? Would you go to a general cancer doctor or would you go to the doctor that specializes in eye cancer? Is it just an example? You'll feel more confident, right, in the one that's gotten clear on not just the disease, but has gotten clear on what happens when that disease is in your eye. That's called expertise. That's called a, a specialty. You pay more for it, right? And so again, don't think about you trying to box yourself in, but think about what is the impact I want to make and where do I want to make it? Okay, you got to drop in it. Um, training and connecting with others. Okay, now y'all know. <laughs> I want you guys to start thinking about expertise. Now, um, now when you say training and connecting with others, right? I know that's still a little vague. Are you talking about training and development? If that's the case, who? Are you talking about um, being able to build relationships? If that's the case, with who and for what result? Right. So all of these are good. I just want you to be able to dig a little bit more into that. Um, Mr. Kevin said, uh, process improvement. Okay, good. Who do you do it for, right? What are those skills that helps you to even be able to identify which ones need to be improved and how? And think about the result that comes from that. Is that, is that, um, is that revenue is scale? Is there any cut that is cost? Is there any clients that are, are made? Like, start thinking about what is the results from that? My expertise is in early child education. Good. Okay. Now, even with that, because people think, oh, certain fields, you know, um, you know, you don't really need this. And that's not true. Right. For one, I tell people, I think even on my last live stream, I talk about you guys needing to be able to get clear on how you bring forth that result. Right. Because that's a framework. I do X, Y, and Z. X, Y, and Z brings me here. X and then Z brings me to this result. That's a framework, right? That is a process that you have created in your mind that brings forth a wonderful result. And being in childhood education, that's frameworks, right? And I say that because that's a way for you to monetize your expertise outside of your job does not mean that you need to, you know what I'm saying, um have a business, but you should be, but you should be thinking about what are ways that I can monetize my expertise, your expertise that you have spent money on, you spend time on, you spend tears on. How can I monetize this outside of the job that I have now? And a lot of times you guys can do that with intellectual property. I'm pretty sure you guys are sitting on some amazing frameworks. Right. So when you get, get clear on your on the sauce that you bring in the process that is being brought forth in, you can monetize that. You can license that out. Right. So you don't have to put all of your hope in one job. Still, still have the job. Right. But now you can get paid for the knowledge and the expertise that you gain. But people don't tend to think that far in advance. Right. But and I say that because if you're talking about being in childhood education, schools and things like that, they're always looking for different frameworks and stuff like that. 
curriculums, right? So I want you to start to, 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 to even think about your branding in that, right? Don't brand yourself to a school. Brand your school to, I mean, you really want to brand yourself to a movement. When I say movement, a cause, an actual vision. So when you think about the impact that you make with your kids, think about, yes, I teach them this, but think about how you get them to think, right? So I hope that helps. Um, thinking about how long a process takes where there are improvements that could be made to drive down time. Okay, so you, so that means that you, you sounds like your secret sauce is definitely productivity. Um, somebody said an expert in PCC. I don't know what that is. Tell me what that is, PCC. And, and I'll wait because I know that there's a lag. Oh, you guys, let me, let me scroll to make sure I didn't miss. Um, using data to tell stories. Oh, that's good. That's good. It's kind of the same advice I gave everybody else. Start thinking about who do you do it best for and what's, what is the, the point of those stories being told? Is this for like brand, right? Is this for um, customer gain? Like start to really think about that. Um, did I miss anybody? I think that may be it. Okay. Point click care healthcare system. I don't know what that is. Point click care healthcare system. So um, let me know if that's like a skill or I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not, I've never heard of that before. I'm sorry. You, you guys let me know if this feedback is helpful. Please let me know. Um, you're welcome. Oh, somebody said talent acquisition. Ooh. And I say that because, you know, that's a big thing now. It's like, you know, um, and it can be very difficult to stand out in that space. But it's kind of like the advice I just said uh, to Chris. What's his name, Chris? William. Think about what what is the, what's the word? movement that you want to create when i say create talking about what is it in that particular industry that you want to change right and this can help anybody on, on here right what is it in that particular industry you're in do you want to change right or improve or what is the gap that's there what is it that in your in, in that industry that you don't see that should be there and is not there, right? Think about that. Yeah, you're welcome. Oh, it's a it's an ERP software for healthcare or oh okay, okay. Oh, it's a software. Okay, we'll see. Um so even with that, like um Chastity, if you can give me a skill like um that I can help me because I because I don't I don't think that you need to leave with a software because you know depending on who you work for that software could change, right? And I know a lot of times they all, they pretty much all work the same, but I, I want you to think about your expertise in the skills that you want to lead with. Are there any other questions, guys? I, I had fun with y'all today. Any other questions? It seems like you guys um, need to come to that workshop. No, I'm playing. Uh, but no, you, you really do need to come to the workshop because I think once you can know, y'all, like once you know your that and even if you think you know it, it's about digging deeper, dig deeper into it, dig deeper. Um, any more questions, guys? Please remember and know that I do go live um, every 
Tuesday at 8 30 Central, uh, Central Standard Time. If you do want to work with me one-to-one, please go to aliciaperkins.me slash work, or you can send me a message on LinkedIn as well. Um, I have three different, I have three um, different ways that you can work with me. So go ahead and send me a message if you do want to work with me one-to-one. Um, if you do want to get exclusive content from me, you can go to careert.me. I send out um, content every week. Um, as well over there. And remember that if you ever want to go watch um, back and watch any of my live streams, you can go to my channel on YouTube, subscribe at I am Alicia Perkins. Um, you can find all of my past live streams over there. Oh, let me go back to the chat. I see somebody chatting. Somebody said for me is hold on. This this uh this thing is in a way. One second. I don't know why I, I never have these on the screen. I should. Somebody said that it is for me, technology, implementation, process, um, process and project management. Oh, that's good. Okay. So kind of like I was saying um, with everybody else to um, think about how well do you do it, right? Who is done for it? And, and even you, even though you definitely sound like you are already in a field, um, when we think about tech, it's still it's still very broad. Again, don't box yourself in. Just start thinking about where do I want to direct my expertise to? Like who, right? You, you can still be open, but start thinking about what part, like what part in this particular industry do I want to really lean on, right? And then think about the outcome of it. Spreadsheets, strategy planning. Now, I'm so I'm so glad you said that. I, I wish that I could see your name. I can't. But spreadsheets, right? A spreadsheet is just a tool in how that expert. No, spreadsheets is a tool of how that result is brought forth. So when you are speaking about your expertise, don't say stuff like spreadsheets, or you shouldn't say stuff like plan meetings like don't talk about the actual vehicles meaning when i say vehicles meaning the the actual like those little small what do you call them what do you call it guys tools i guess don't speak on the tools right because when because when i talk about a tool and when i talk about a process there's two separate things so you definitely don't want to talk about the tool because when you talk about the tools it really diminishes the expertise of it Right. So um, when, when you're talking about spreadsheets, I want you to think about what does the spreadsheet do? Right. Or what part does it play? Right. For instance, um, I had a, a work with a client and she what she told me she did. She said, I created a, a text support software system. Right. But I said, no, what you what you created was a new a new communications, right? And so it's how you guys, I want you guys to be mindful even about how you talk about your expertise, right? And so when you, even when you're thinking about a spreadsheet, okay, what is this spreadsheet for? Who is this, who is this spreadsheet for? Who does this spreadsheet help, right? Like you got to think about, is this spreadsheet, like, is this the thing that brings this department with this one? So is this more about an actual collaboration process, right? Is this more about an actual productivity? You know, so is this more about data management? So you see how each one of those words I use, those are skills, 
right? So I want you to think in the terms of skill, not task, because a lot of people know the task they do, but they don't know the skill set that you use to bring that task forth. And that is how you are hired when you can talk about your skill set, not the task. So think about what does that spreadsheet do? Um, Training, teaching, conflict, resolution. Okay, cool, right? Um, you think about conflict, resolution, who do you do that for? Employees? Because if that's the case, that's more on training and development, which is a skill set. So I hope this is starting to click to you guys. When you talk, when, when you talking about um, talking about having to train and teach, what is being taught? Who is being taught? Right? Because it's one thing to teach something to an actual customer. It's one thing to teach something to your leadership team. Two different skill sets. I say I would like to work with you. Okay, you can send me a message um, on LinkedIn, or you can go to um, Alicia Perkins dot me slash work and we could definitely chat more about that. Y'all, was this helpful? I hope this was helpful. Um, really hope this, guys, was, was really helpful for you. If you definitely want more assistance on what is your secret sauce, um, please make sure that you do that workshop. is 11, April 11th through the 13th. Um, it's going to be three days with me. You can go to um, thebestyou.me and register so we, we, you can get clear on that expertise and you can know how to like what particular industry do you want to lean in on? Okay, um, this is fun. Early testing and gathering feedback to prepare the end user for the coming change. Okay, so it definitely sounds like you, that sounds like the, the process of it. Think about the results, meaning, and, and I, I know I keep saying that, y'all, but that's, that's where it is, is you being clear on the results that you bring forth, okay? And again, who is that done for? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to show that. Um, always helpful. Okay, girl, so glad hear this helpful. Okay, so finally said, building frameworks because of my professional expertise is the industry that I'm in. My foundation is in sales. Then um, connected to education, the frameworks has been built for the overall business and employees. Oh, okay, good. So, um to think about the, um, even when you think about the framework, right? What now, and this is the, and this is something else, guys, when you're talking about being able to even build a framework, being able to take your knowledge, all of your expertise, right? And being able to paint something, right? Or to create almost a map. That if you handed that map to somebody else, they'll be able to take it and bring forth the same outcome as you. Um, you got to think about once this framework is complete, what is that result? And is this a complete result or does this result just lead to something else, right? And so it does not mean that if your framework does not produce a complete result, it does not mean that it is not valuable. That's not true right? It's just that you got to be able to be clear on the result and who um, the result is best for, right? Because when you are talking about being able to build a framework and being able to use um, your expertise, a true expertise is knowing exactly who is going to help, right? It's not just saying, oh, you know, here you go. This works for everybody. No, it works for this kind of person. Yes, I've been creating so many mind maps 
Devani, you don't know. And, and I'm almost done. You know, you don't know how happy I am to hear that. I don't think people realize, right? And y'all, this is this is uh, this is a service that I offer. So if you need help getting your expertise into a framework, let me know. Okay. Um, so people do not realize how talented they are. They do not realize the impact that they make, like the results that they bring forth. And this is the thing, because something comes so easy to you, it seems like it's not valuable, right? Yes, Devani, I'm waiting for our chat. I'm so... I'm so excited. So it's like you don't you don't even know how valuable your skills are because they just come so easy to you. Like me, I was in HR for over 10 years. Not only was I able to, to hire people in, I had to help them help them to have the people kept and in in and everything with, with growth and everything else. So because it came easy to me, I never thought that I could do something on my own with those skills. I was like, do people really like pay me to help them? find a job and to grow. And I just was like, mm, right. It wasn't real to me. Right. But I didn't know there was a whole world of people out there who needed my help. Right. And so that's how you have to start thinking, start thinking about your expertise beyond your company. Those are your skills and you can take them anywhere you want to go. So stop thinking that your skills are only to serve them or it can only serve a job. You can create something on your own. You can create something for yourself. You can create a framework that you can pass down to your children. Like this is how much I preach this stuff, right? I have frame. Trust, trust me, I got frameworks. I'm not just telling. I I got them right to where you can take a framework and literally license this off, pass it down to your children. You have literally passive funds for generations like this is this is not a game to me right so that's why i'm always talking about y'all get clear on the value that you bring get clear on the impact that you have right because there are other people besides the people that you work for who need the information in your brain it does not take you having to have a full-time job right but start thinking about what are ways especially in the world that we are now, right? Start thinking about what are extra streams of income that I can make so I'm not putting all of my eggs in this one basket, right? But what are other ways that I can take what I already have? I, I don't have to go back to school again. I don't have to, <laughs> why can I take what I already have? People don't even realize consulting. You can consult, right? It doesn't have to be a full-time job. I do it. Even though I own my own business, I consult because I know that there are other organizations that need help in cultivating the people that, you know, who's there, right? And so it's just, y'all, we are in a, and I'm almost done because I know I'm going, this, we are in an age of information. Information, right? Everybody is so excited about this chat G, G, GPT. Chat GPT don't have nothing that on what's in here, right? Everybody's so scared. Oh, he's going to come and take this. You have human perspective. Chat GTP does not have that, right? You have you have understanding of humans, how they work, their emotions. Chat GPT don't have that. It's just information. And I say that because if you ask it something, it's going to shoot out something, right? 
but you can know, wait a minute, this answer only um, works if, if it's this kind of person, right? And so I don't want you guys to be afraid of it or, or to really underestimate the value that you guys have in here, right? I want you guys to get past that and I want you to expand all that stuff and start thinking about how, how am I able to build something of, of mine, right? That, um, that it's mine and that I don't have to be afraid that it's going to be taken from me. So guys, that's it. You guys not go on all day. <laughs> so, um, remember I do go live every Tuesday at 8.30 Central Standard Time. Um, if you would like to work with me, please send me um, a message on LinkedIn, or you can go to aliciaperkins.me slash work. Um, and I will see you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Career Revamp. You can listen to this on demand wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also find Alicia Perkins on all social media platforms or at IamAliciaPerkins.com.